Okay, so today's jargon term is preference assessment. Ooh, I, I really kind of, as a former teacher, hate the word assessment. Um, I don't know when that became the political thing, but a preference assessment, doesn't it sound like something that's kind of horrible and invasive? Um, it shouldn't be, um, and it's something that we wanna use on a regular basis. So let's take a look at what our actual definition for a preference assessment is. Uh, preference assessment is a procedure to determine the stimuli that a person prefers, the relative preference of those stimuli and their presumed value as potential reinforcers. Man, how hard can we work to make something sound really dry, boring, and technical, right? Um, this is how hard we can work to do that. So uh, that's pretty dry. Preference assessment. Let's take a look at our working definition to see what is a preference assessment. Preference assessment, checking to see what might be, be the most rewarding or reinforcing to someone. So imagine if we were to take this down a notch and, and if we had the expressive ability and the person we were talking to had uh, the ability to say to us, we would be saying, what do you want? What do you want? What do you like? What flips your switch? What will make it worthwhile for you to do this thing that you don't want to do? That's what a preference assessment is. That's exactly what it is. And when you think of it that way, you go, oh, okay, well, that's great, but mm, our kids with autism often aren't understanding what we're saying or don't know how to express to us what they want, so it all kind of goes out the window, right? No. Uh, we want to do preference assessments on a regular basis, and we can do an, a preference assessment with anyone. Uh, if you have a very small baby that has very little receptive, very little expressive uh, ability, whether they're neurotypical or otherwise, we can do a, a preference assessment because we just take things and put them in front of them and see which one do they gravitate towards? Which one does the hand reach out to take? Um, or are they not interested in any of them? You could take a bar of soap, a fluffy plush toy, and a pen and put them there. And wouldn't it be interesting to see which one the baby picked up? Because we would assume that the baby was going to pick up the plush toy. And you know what? Maybe nine times out of 10, the baby would. But sometimes the baby is going to pick up the bar of soap. And sometimes the baby is going to pick up the pen because that's, they want to they feel it, they want to click it, they want to do whatever, right? So it's important to know and not guess. And this is, I think, one of the biggest things to remember about a preference assessment is do it often. It's like voting, right? Uh, so we want to make sure, because in a sense, it's giving them a vote. You're going to see how this is all going to tie together so beautifully in a minute. Uh, giving them a chance to vote for what do I want right now. And so often one of the biggest mistakes that we make in all of life, uh, in, in general and in working with individuals on the autism spectrum, is that we assume that we know what they want. And frequently we're wrong. If you think about it, um, if I were to say to you today on this Tuesday morning, what would you like to have for lunch? You'd think about it for a second and you might go, oh, you know what I really want? I want a nice big tuna salad and, you know, and I, I want this kind of dressing on it and that's what I want today. Now, if I come back and ask you on Wednesday, you might say the same thing because maybe you love tuna salad, but eventually you're not going to want a tuna salad, right? Even if you love tuna salad. And probably, uh, you know, if it's raining on Thursday, you might want chili, 
right? If that's how we are, if our preferences change minute by minute, day by day, doesn't it stand to reason that it's very likely that our kids with autism, even when they have something that they perseverate on that they're really interested in, their, their tastes are still going to vary. And if our whole way of looking at things, if our principle number one, as we talk about here on the show, is that it, you know, any behavior that we do over and over and over again, we do it because it gets a reward, then we have to make sure that if we're trying to teach someone to do something, that the reward is worthwhile.